Concept 32.3. A shared system mediates mediates osmoregulation and excretion in many animals. Maintaining the fluid environment of animal tissues requires that the relative concentrations of water and solutes be kept within fairly narrow limits. In addition, ions such as sodium and calcium must be maintained at concentrations that permit normal activity of muscles, neurons, and other body cells. Homeostasis thus requires osmoregulation, the general term for processes by which animals control solute concentrations in the intestinal fluid and balance water gain and loss. In safeguarding their internal fluid environment, animals must deal with a hazardous metabolite produced by the dismantling of proteins and nucleic acids. Breakdown of nitrogenous, nitrogen-containing molecules, releases ammonia, a very toxic compound. Several different mechanisms have evolved for excretion, the process that rids the body of nitrogenous metabolites and other metabolic waste products. Because systems for excretion and osmoregulation are structurally and functionally linked in many animals, we will consider both of the processes here. Osmosis and osmolarity. All animals, regardless of their habitat and the type of water they produce, need to balance water uptake and loss. If animal cells take up too much water, the cells swell and burst. If the cells lose too much water, they shrivel and die. See figure 5.11. Water enters and leaves cells by osmosis, which occurs whenever two solutions separated by a membrane differ in osmotic pressure, or osmolarity. Total solute concentration expressed as molarity, that is, moles of solute per liter of solution. The unit of measurement for osmolarity used in this chapter is milliosmoles per liter, M-O-S-M by L. If two solutions separated by a membrane permeable, by a selectively permeable membrane, have the same osmolarity, they're said to be isoosmotic. While when two solutions differ in osmolarity, the one with the greater concentration of solutes is said to be hyperosmotic, and the more dilute so solution is said to be hypoosmotic. Water flows by osmosis from a hypoosmotic solution to a hyperosmotic solution. An animal can maintain water balance in two ways. One is to be an osmoconformer, to be isoosmotic with its surroundings. All osmoconformers are marine animals. The second way is to maintain water balance is to be an osmoregulator, to control internal osmolarity independent of the environment. Osmoregulation enables animals to live in environments that are uninhabitable to, osco to osmoconformers, such as fresh water and terrestrial habitats. The opposite challenges of marine and freshwater environments are illustrated in figure 32.15 for a marine con cod and a freshwater perch. For the cod, the ocean is a strongly dehydrating environment, constantly losing water by osmosis. Such fishes balance the water loss by drinking large amounts of seawater. In ridding themselves of salts, they make use of both their gills and kidneys. In the gills, specialized chloride Chloride cells actively transport chloride ions, Cl-, out and allow sodium ions, Na+, to follow passively. 
at the same time. In the kidneys, excess calcium, magnesium, and sulfate ions are excreted with the loss of only small amounts of water. The freshwater perch, see figure 32.15b, lives in an environment with very low osmolarity, so it faces the problem of gaining water by osmosis and losing salt by diffusion. Like many freshwater animals, the perch solves this problem by drinking almost no water and excreting large amounts of very dilute urine. At the same time, salts lost by diffusion and in the urine are replenished by eating. Freshwater fishes, such as the perch, also replenish salts by uptake across the gills. For land animals, the threat of dehydration is a major regulatory problem. Although most terrestrial animals have body coverings that help prevent dehydration, they lose water through many other roots in urine and feces, across their skin, and from the surfaces of gas exchange organs. Land animals maintain water balance by drinking and eating moist foods and by producing water metabolically through cellular respiration. In the scientific skills exercise, you can examine water balance in one species of desert-dwelling animal. Nitrogenous wastes. Because most metabolic wastes must be, must be dissolved in water to be excreted from the body, the type and quantity of an animal's waste products may have a large impact on its water balance. In this regard, some of the most significant waste products are the nitrogenous breakdown proteins of pro are the nitrogenous breakdown products of proteins and nucleic acids, figure 32.16. When proteins and nucleic acids are broken apart for energy or converted to carbohydrates or fats, enzymes remove nitrogen in the form of ammonia, NH3. Ammonia is very toxic, in part because its ion, ammonium, NH4+, interferes with oxidative phosphorylation. Although some animals excrete ammonia directly, many species expend energy to convert it to a less toxic compound, either urea or uric acid, prior to excretion. Animals that excrete nitrogenous wastes as ammonia need access to lots of water, because ammonia can be tolerated only at very low concentrations. Therefore, ammonia excretion is most common in aquatic species. The highly soluble ammonia molecules easily pass through membranes and are readily lost by diffusion to the surrounding water. Most terrestrial animals and many marine species cannot afford to lose the amount of water necessary to routinely excrete ammonia. Instead, they mainly excrete a different nitrogenous waste, urea. In vertebrates, urea is the product of the metabolic cycle that combines ammonia with carbon dioxide in the liver. The main advantage of urea for nitrogenous waste excretion is its very low toxicity. Insects, land, land snails, and many reptiles, including birds, excrete uric acid as their primary nitrogenous waste. Uric acid is relatively non-toxic and does not readily dissolve in water. It therefore can be excreted as a semi-solid paste with very little water loss. However, uric acid is even more energetically expensive to produce than urea. In most animals, both osmoregulation and metabolic waste disposal rely on transport epithelia, one or more layers of epithelial cells specialized for moving particular solutes in controlled amounts in specific directions. Transport epithelia are typically arranged in complex tubular networks 
with extensive surface areas. Some transport epithelia face the outside environment directly, while other line while others line channels connected to the outside by an opening on the body surface. Animals across a wide range of species produce a fluid waste called urine through the basic steps shown in figure 32.7. In the first step, body fluid, blood, choyolymic fluid, or hemolymph, is brought into contact with the selectively permeable membrane of a transport epithelium. In most cases, hydrostatic pressure, blood pressure in many animals, drives a process of filtration. Cells, as well as proteins and many, lar and many other large molecules, cannot cross the epithelial membrane and remain in the body fluid. In contrast, water and small solutes, such as sal salts, sugars, amino acids, and nitrogenous wastes, cross the membrane, forming a solution called the filtrate. The filtrate is converted to a waste fluid by the specific transport of materials into or out of the filtrate. The process of selective reabsorption recovers useful molecules in water from the filtrate and returns them to the body fluids. Valuable solutes, including glucose, certain salts, vitamins, and hor hormones and amino acids, are reabsorbed by active transport. Non-essential solutes and wastes are left in the filtrate or are added to, to it by selective secretion, which also, uh, which also occurs by active transport. The pumping of various solutes adjusts the osmotic movement of water into or out of the filtrate. In the last step, excretion, the, processing, the processed filtrate containing nitrogenous wastes is released from the body as urine. The systems that perform the basic excretory functions vary widely among animal groups. We're exa we'll examine examples from invertebrates and vertebrates. Invertebrates. Flatworms, phylum phatelinthium, have ex excretory systems called proton nephrida, singular proton nephridium, which form a network of dead end tubules. tubules Figure 32.18. The tubules, which are connected to external openings, branch through the flatworm body, which lacks a coleum or body cavity. Cellular units, called flame bulbs, cap the branches of each proton viridium. Consisting of a tubule cell and a cap cell, each flame bulb has a tuft of cilia projecting into the tubule. During filtration, the beating of the cilia draws water and solutes from the from the interstitial fluid through the flame bulb, releasing filtrate into the tubule network. The moving cilia process filtrate, then moves outward through the tubules and empties as urine into the external environment. The urine, excreted by freshwater flatworms, has a low solute concentration, helping to balance the osmotic uptake of water from the environment. In the freshwater flatworms, proton Nephridia, nephridia serve chiefly in osmoregulation. However, in some parasitic fl flatworms, which are isoosmotic, so the surrounding fluids of their host organisms, the main function of proton nephridia is the disposal of nitrogenous wastes. Natural selection has thus adapted proton nephridia to different tasks in different environments. In insects and other ter terrestrial arthropods, the filtration step common to every to other excretory systems is absent. Instead, the transport epithelium of organs 
called mathogenian tubules secrete certain solutes and wastes into the lumen of the tubule. The filtrate passes to the digestive tract, where most solutes are pumped back to the hemolymph, and the water of reabsorption by osmosis follows. The nitrogenous wastes are eliminated as nearly dry matter, along with the feces, capable of conserving water very effectively. The insect excretory system is a key adaption to these animals' successes on land. Vertebrates. Invertebrates and some other chlorodates, a specialized organ called the kidney functions in both osmoregulation and excretion. Like the ex excretory organs of most animal phyla, kidneys consist of tubules. The numerous tubules of these compact organs are arranged in, high, in a highly organized manner and are closely associated with the network of capillaries. The vertebrate excretory system also includes ducts and other structures that carry urine from the tubules out to the kidney and eventually the body. Because kidney organization is integral to kidney function, begin with figure 32.19, an exploration of the anatomy of the mammalian kidney and associated structures. Familiarizing yourself with the terms and diagrams in this figure will provide you with solid foundation for learning about filtrate processing in the kidneys, the focus of, next of the next section of the chapter.